Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you and on with the show. If you're raising a son, chances are these days you're wondering how to do it right. Everywhere you look, there are examples of toxic masculinity from the Me Too movement, mass shootings by isolated young men and examples of high profile athletes behaving badly. I have a son and I wonder what is it that we're missing with our boys? We've got plenty of tools to help our daughters grow strong and confident. But what about our sons? Maggie Dent is a parenting educator and a passionate champion of boys. In August, she'll be hosting a one-day event in Sydney called Raising Gorgeous Boys to Be Good Men, along with Steve Bidolf and Clark Wright. She joins us now. Hi, Maggie. How are you? Hello, (laughs) Siobhan. Why do you think we see so many examples of toxic masculinity today? Well, I I just really think that's, that's what sells news. I am going to reassure everybody out there listening that the vast majority, and I mean the significantly vast majority of men are good men. They're decent men. They're not the ones that are big. So that's one of the things. I want us to question what we're seeing. Um, it's not all doom and gloom. And that you can absolutely raise your, your son to be a good man. He, he will be forgetful. He'll wee on the floor. He will <laughs> fart in your face. Um, but one day, you know, as they, they get that prefrontal finishing, you know, there is still really good chances they're going to be okay. However, we need to have some conversations because um, the landscape is changing. And I know there are a lot of good men who are quite confused now. Um, and they've often said it to me, and I'm a bit concerned too now, where is the line of sexual harassment and where is the line of inappropriate language around women and where we used to use some of that as teasing and kind of flirting. Do you know, do we stop doing that? So there's there's kind of a lot of confusion because um, they don't really want to be offensive. Um, and, now, and of course, our, our next challenge is that there's this shift now and I love it. You've got to have, if you're raising our boys to be good men, you've got to be doing something else at the same time. And that's raising our girls to be brave and courageous. Both conversations have to happen at the same time, regardless of whether you've got any girls in your house. Is that we need to every now and then say, no, it's absolutely okay for our girls to win and our girls to be strong. So it's a, it's a, it's a shift both ways because essentially what we're needing to do is let boys actually own vulnerability um, and the soft side of them, which we actually, you know, I spend a lot of time unplugging um, that sort of thing so that boys aren't really tough, but also that girls can be really fiercely tough um, and you don't have to be a rooster girl to be that. So can you see there's two conversations? Um, unplugging those stereotypical things out there. Look, I'm, I think I've you know, shared some of these with you before, but um, it's still out there. And every now and then after one of my seminars, uh, um, a grandma will come up to me and say, you know, I, I really have got to get my daughter-in-law along. She has a son and a daughter, and how she speaks to the son compared to the girl is just, you know, and that is what conditioning is, is that I just, I'm just going to give it to them because they're tougher. Um, you know, shaming boys for crying in early childhood settings is still happening. Go and stand in the corner till you stop sniveling, but that's not what we would say to a girl. So can you see that the big part of it is mummies particularly, because we are emotionally a bit more savvy, maybe a bit too savvy and a bit too... But we're the ones who are going to need to invest time and energy 
into our little boys about what their anger is about and if they have that anger, is it really anger or is it sadness or is it feeling unloved or is it feeling misunderstood that they channel into anger and that we need to be their teachers and guides into making a different choice when that anger's there or that aggression is there. So we have to do it under five we can't leave it to when they, oh, hopefully they'll do it, you know, when they get to school. Almost those moments of what am I doing when my boys muck up, yep. you know, because that's that place. If I'm coming in with that that hard, tough kind of discipline, which has probably got a bit of punishment around it, um, then I'm going to create inside my boy a sense of less than, not good enough, unloved, which does keep chewing away and can manifest as anger, particularly in intimate relationships with women later in life. Um, we all know what gorgeous boys look like, at least I do, because my son <laughs> is divine. Um, what does it mean to be a good man? You mentioned mm, that mm. today there's probably a few good men who are a bit confused. Yeah. But what is your definition of a good man? Okay, so for me, a definition of a good man is a man who owns the warrior side of his in biolog- biology, but is also able to own the heart side of being a man, which is a man who cares and is not frightened to show he cares. A man who cares not just about what he can get, um, but what he can give. And, you know, that's that sort of a place where it's okay to be, you know, um, absolutely all the masculine sides that we see of men. Remember, not all men are like that either. And I think this is the other side. It's okay to be a man who's into the arts and music and dance who doesn't even watch football. <laughs> can you see? He doesn't gamble and drink a lot. So can you see? We've actually got to change this whole stereotypical thing that says, what is a good man? And a good man is one that is, is capable of being respectful. Um, not just in relationships and not just around women, but around other cultures and around people with disabilities. In other words, we're wanting them to basically be a decent human being whose actions do not hurt others. Sometimes in this conversation, uh, I think people get confused about even the difference between boys and girls, and they might argue we don't need to treat them differently. How... What are the important fundamental differences between boys and girls when we're looking at raising our boys to be good men? You know that I could go for three hours here, Siobhan, (laughs) and I encourage anyone to go and explore all my articles on my website. I think the essential one is that um, us women, A, um, we know develop linguistically and emotionally much faster than boys. So earlier on, we're much able to understand our emotions and articulate them and organize ourselves and do all these things that boys come online a little bit later. So that's a really big one because what we can find is if we keep seeing boys as less than or something wrong with them, we create mindsets that say they are already inferior or less than. And that then starts that, you know, the war inside them because they have an internal emotional barometer where they're always looking at how am I behaving and am I a good boy? Is this working? Am I winning? So we don't tend to do it quite that way. Um, and I think we do it constantly in our head, but we don't. it's not such a massive thing that they're constantly assessing how they are. So when they keep getting busted and they keep getting wrong and they keep because they are a little bit more impulsive, the testosterone means I'm a bit quicker at doing things. They often have higher energy levels <laughs> and they need a lot more movement in the early years. So all of those things, if they're shut down, it creates a like a little volcano in a different direction. And I think um, the other one that's a, that's a big one is their capacity to understand us women. Um, we tend to use an awful lot of words. 
Um, and they're, so their capacity is a little bit more single-focused than multi-focused. And so if I can decode ways that you can help your son know that you're talking to them and that what you're about to say is actually something worthwhile and you're expressing it in a few words, not 45,000 words, <laughs> you know, it really increases the chances of them being able to be the boy you want them to be. And then I think the last one is, and I mentioned it just before, Jamon, we don't have an external genitalia. And it really <laughs> confuses a lot of us mums. So, you know, can't you aim straight? For goodness sake, you've weed on the floor again. <laughs> but not just that, the constant need for them to be um, holding it to check it hasn't fallen off um, and to play with it. So I n- we don't understand those things. You know, obviously we don't have it. So I guess... You know, my challenge is, can I, can I help all mummies to understand what it's like seeing the world through a boy's eyes? Um, and of course, not all of them, you know, not one size fits all. But I am going to say that, you know, the biology of gender is actually a significant influence in the ways that we're going to be able to raise our little boys to be good men, whether you have them in your house or you have them in your classroom or you have them in your family. Um, and that is my, that's my big passion at the moment, um, is to lift that awareness and understanding. And what's really heart-centred is, is sometimes I have, um, dad will be dragged along to the seminar that you've been to, you know, and sits there with his arms folded going, mm-hmm. and at the end, of course, his arms aren't folded. And there are times they email me afterwards saying, oh, I thought we went along for our son. But I wanted to tell you that I don't know if you know this, but um, it's really improved our relationship. My wife and I are closer than we've been in 15 years, and I just wanted to thank you for that. Wow. Because, again, we, if we're living in a, in a heterosexual relationship or, um, of any kind, you know, it's like speaking French and Italian, isn't it? So if we can actually have a bit of you know, crossover there, um, I think we can improve how things are in our homes sometimes. Maggie, we could spend the whole afternoon, but I, I won't keep you that long. Thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure, Siobhan. That's Maggie Dent. She's an author and parenting educator. And Maggie's one-day conference, Raising Gorgeous Boys to Be Good Men, is happening on Saturday, August 25 in Sydney. We'll pop links on our website on how you can get tickets. Just head to kindling.com.au.